Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Come on! Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> Roars! Roars! Uh, oh, happy Friday, everybody. How are we feeling over there, AK? Feeling pretty good. Yeah? Feeling pretty good. All right, listen. Looking good, too, man. Look at you over well, there. Well, this is what I was going to get into. First off, there's <laughs> nothing going on in local sports, so there's nothing to really even report today other than the 85 other things that are all breaking this morning. But, AK, can I tell you something that I really respect about you? You know, you keep telling me we're doing our prep, right? Mm-hmm. And behind me, there's about three, four TVs in here. Behind me, Spectrum is on. Spectrum Sportsnet carries all the Laker games. But on off days, it also brings people in to talk Lakers basketball. Last night. Yeah, Access Lakers is the Access name of the program. Lakers. There you go. Access Lakers. Last night, AK, you were on Access Sportsnet LA doing the Lakers stuff. And you keep telling me, Al, did. Can we turn the volume up? I mean, can, can, I'll take a listen to this. Take a listen to my point that I made real quick. I'm like, okay, we're trying to do a radio show here, but the fact that you have it on in the background and it just continues to play, I, I kind of respect that. I got to be honest. Here's the thing, Alan. The great ones always watch tape. They look back at the things that they could improve upon. Like they're never <laughs> satisfied with their performances. Like this yeah. is, you know, I covered Kobe for 10 years. Mm-hmm. And I know that he was a film junkie. I know from now covering LeBron that he's a details guy. Mm -hmm. This is what the great ones do. The great ones are also vain enough to just want to see themselves on that screen all day. Yeah, but you stopped Emily in the middle of us prepping and said, Em, not right now. I have a really good point coming up. And you just turned the volume up. (laughs) He's like, you should write it down. You should write it down. We're going to talk about the show today. (laughs) Look, Emily could learn a thing or two. From the points that I'm making and from just, you know, the eye candy. Look good. It's a good-looking man up there. That might be my favorite line. Right now it's Austin Reed. another good eye candy up there. You know, Taylor would think so. He turned all the TVs. There's the TVs that we have in the bullpen. He turned them all here. All these small – he went to the sales side. Sales side's got a couple TVs. Like, guys, stop with this whole ESPN stuff. Let me throw on a little bit of – I actually brought in like a 600 – like a 600-inch – Television just for yeah. this yeah. video you know, wall. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna lug it back out. Projector. I'm gonna lug it back out to my car there. in the parking garage. Yep. Once we're done. Do we have a blank VHS tape that I can roll on over here so I can just do that real quick? Record it. Get yeah. everything. Yeah, you in look there. out through the window. You see the the, the screens outside. Look, yeah. he's uh, he's on there. <laughs> outside of the Ritz Carlton. Um, okay, what's the plan this weekend? What do you got going? What does everybody got going on this weekend? We got look. There's breaking news. We're gonna get into the Chargers in just a second here. But what's the plan this weekend? What do you got going? Um, on? Brian and his wife are having a holiday party that I'm going to be at on Sunday. Okay. I might be going to a Hollywood uh, Hollywood holiday party. Although there are actually, I think, some Hollywoody types there yeah. on Saturday. Hey. The last few years, I think the Lakers have been looking for I mean, signs of it being really a clean. Torch passing from LeBron to AD. I mean, I go back and I. Real estate are you taking up? Because you take you got TV covered, you got radio covered. That's pretty. Look, I go back and I watch the tape and I make sure that what I put out there worked. And 
I got to tell you, Alan, it always works. It always looks really, really good. But Saturday... Are you a holiday party kind of guy? Uh, I don't ever want to host one. Yeah, I'll go to another one. I don't mm-hmm. ever want people invading my home. Are do you, you like, dress up? Do you like wear say, red and green? No, or, like classic no, stuff. No, this, this is where you can play the Jewish card and get out of all that. Mm. Like, I, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I don't want to culturally appropriate anybody. You know, I don't, I don't want to take anybody's culture. I'm just going to dress right. like a normal person. I don't want to overstep my boundaries. Not, not like a little red or green or anything. I don't own a ton of yeah, red or go, green that way. Festive on that stuff. Either. No, but again, yeah. like you, you. Mm-hmm. When you don't do it, look like you're not participating. I look like somebody who just isn't going to overstep my boundaries and appropriate culture. It's a good card to bring into play. <laughs> yeah. It's a big card to bring into play. Yeah. Uh, and what's the plan this weekend? What do you got going on? I uh, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. I have nothing going on this weekend. I think it's a day of the that's weekend and I'm going to do nothing. And that's going to be great. Tomorrow you got three <laughs> NFL games. Yeah. I'm just going to watch some watch some TV, probably do nice. some laundry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It sounds like a really amazing weekend in uh, as a 27-year-old. Jorge, anything going on? No. Uh, at my house, they're under the weather, kind of. They're kind of getting there. So I'm trying to avoid them, you know, at that same time. So we got to stay indoors, I think. You know. Trav's got uh, Trav's got the day off today. Not No voice issues. Trav's just got the day off. Apparently, I didn't get a chance to see it yesterday, but what we recorded for Amazon that they were going to air before the Chargers and the Raiders, um, Trav got two and a half seconds of airtime. I got zero seconds of airtime. So that went uh, that went perfectly as planned. So that, that was good to see. Um, and then the game actually started. So the breaking news today is, I think, the worst kept secret in sports. And I, I got to be honest, and it's not as relevant now because Brandon Staley has been fired, so it's not as relevant. By the way, breaking news on 710 ESPN is always presented by Valvoline Instant Oil Change, uh, SoCalOilChange.com. It's not as relevant now, but I actually really, really, really felt sympathy towards Brandon Staley yesterday. They're down. They lose sixty-three to twenty-one. It's <laughs> that you can't game make was, these numbers up. They were 40, down forty-two at nothing at the half. Forty-two to nothing at halftime, and I'm just kind of looking at this. I'm like, damn, that's kind of jacked up that he still has a job and still has to. You know, and, and I think, look... This, Do you want to hear what he had to say at halftime? I just thought it was kind of funny. I, I brought it in. Before, before you yeah. play it, I just say this, that there's certain times where the only conversation you've heard around Brandon Staley over the last three, four, five weeks, you even heard it after they lost to the Jaguars in the playoff game. Hey, is this guy good enough to be coaching in the NFL? The only storylines you've heard is, is this guy going to get canned, and when is he going to get canned? Yesterday on national television... There's only one game. Um, it wasn't like this was, hey, they lost 27-24. It's not like the Raiders are known for scoring because the game before they had zero points. <laughs> they put up 63 points on the Chargers. And in the post game, I, I, I'm literally, I'm like, I kind of feel for this guy that he still has a job to have to answer all these questions and play, play what he had at halftime. The performance of your team in the first half. This wasn't good enough. That wasn't us out there. You know, did not come ready to play. You know, second half, we got to fight for pride. But uh, it's a good group. We got to regroup at halftime. Come out and try to play a better second half. Thank you, Coach. Appreciate the fact that he even stopped by for that interview. No the point, guys. Would- I would have ran right by. I would be like, I'm good, guys. I'm good. What, what was interesting in what he said there was, we got to play for pride. That is him acknowledging 
There is no way in hell we're going to win this game. 42 to nothing. Like, th- yeah. <laughs> that's done. <Yeah. laughs> like, he, he, he did not even attempt, like, he didn't come out and say it. But that's what you mean by playing for pride. You're not actually playing for the chance at winning. Like, he's acknowledging there, no, not we are, we are not going to answer back and score 42 points and tie this thing up. So, I mean, it's funny when you mention, like, the idea of feeling bad for him being in that position. Like, sometimes things become so untenable that a guy needs to be fired and you're waiting for it to happen just for the franchise to be able to move forward. Like I, yeah. like I remember when Luke Walton was the coach of the Lakers. Mm-hmm. Down the stretch of his final season, you knew that he was going to be fired at the end of that year. And like, you know, so many other just bonkers things happen, like, you know, Magic's resignation and mm-hmm. calling Rob Palenka a snake and the coaching search that was just a sideshow. A lot going on. There was a, a lot, lot going on in that lot little happening. situation. But like Magic had made it very clear at the time when he was running basketball ops that he did not believe in Luke Walton. Mm-hmm. And like remember he had come out like very early in that season saying in so many words that Luke was coaching for his job. Like this was very early in the year where you're like, whoa. It came a point where no matter how good of a coach you think Luke is, how bad of a coach, whatever. You can't function in that situation when you know the players don't believe in you yeah. and you don't have organizational buy-in. Or the front office doesn't believe in right. you. Right. Yeah. You can't get the you can't get the best out of a team mm-hmm. as a coach, regardless of your own limitations. Like Brandon Staley, I think is I think it's gonna take a while for him to get another head coaching job if he ever does at all, because I think there was a lot that seems exposed about Brandon Staley. Yeah. You know, he had been a hot hire when the Chargers brought him in. Clearly, it didn't work out. But the last few weeks of that time, I don't think he could have won regardless of how good you think he is or isn't. Because it was very clear, like, this has to end. Mm-hmm. He clearly lost buy-in from players. That game yesterday, even acknowledging who they were missing, the Chargers looked uninterested mm-hmm. in playing it. That that's AK. That's the biggest thing is, and there's a statement from the Chargers owner Dean Spanos. By the way, Tom Telesco is also out. They have not yet announced who their interim head coach will be, but that's going to come um, shortly. Um, I think what you said there at the end. If you got guys that are playing for you, could not be a good head coach, but there is a little bit of that. Are are the these players who represent the head coach? Are they playing for him? And that can sometimes buy you some time. Look, I'll give you the inverse. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of Laker fans, because I'm sure you hear from them. I know I hear from them, particularly in the comments section of the Locked On YouTube channel. Yes, sir. It's five days a week, anywhere you get your podcast. Yes, there sir. is also, as I just mentioned, a YouTube component. Laker fans do not, they're not high on Darvin as an X's and O's coach. Like mm-hmm. They just aren't. But you can't deny that Darvin has the buy-in. Like that, that is the one thing that is... 100% crystal clear about Darvin Ham as a coach. He has his players buy-in, regardless of what Playing you think. Playing hard are, for him. Yeah, period. regardless of what you think are his, his limitations as a coach yep. or shortcomings. Mm-hmm. Staley clearly lost that buy-in. So, and that's that's where I was going with this. It's It reaches a point, and, and listen, the guy should have been fired a long time ago. Nobody's... The only surprise I have about Brandon Staley getting fired this morning was... It took a long time to get to that conclusion. I think most football fans would agree the same thing. 
go go watch any of these local radio shows or these national platforms, former players, former coaches. How's this guy still coaching? How's this guy? So that part wasn't the surprise. When you get embarrassed like that, and by the way, the week before, they're playing at home. They lose to the Denver Broncos and Sean Payton. This is not all on on Brandon Staley. This, of course, this is more on Dean Spanos than it is on Brandon Staley because you could have got uh, Sean Payton, who now has got the Denver Broncos potentially in a playoff spot. But that game reached one of those. Yeah, the players don't give a flying you know what anymore. They are not. Fine. If, if if Dean Spanos' goal was let me just get through the end of the year. Once I get, we could see the finish line. The finish line's coming. There are certain moments in sports where you literally have no other choice but to say, I got to end it. Last night was one of those examples. I want to read what Dean Spanos, uh, he put out a statement here. He says, I want to thank Tom and Brandon for their hard work, dedication, and professionalism, and wish both of them and their great families nothing but the best. I'm going to skip down a little bit. He says, our fans have um, stood strong through so many ups and downs and close games they deserve more. Frankly, they've earned more. Building and maintaining a championship caliber program remains our ultimate goal. And reimagining how we achieve that goal begins today. So that's the owner and chairman, uh, Dean Spanos. Is that enough to get you back on board as a Charger fan? Are you go- are you going back? Are you coming home again? Yeah, that ain't happening. Um, <laughs> I-, I will say this. Let- let's do this when we come back because I-, I think there's a little bit. And if look, if you're a Charger fan out there and, and you want to give your opinion, 877-710-3776, 877-710-3776. Whatever Dean says, and I could tell you as somebody that used to root for the Chargers, means literally nothing. You either take action and you do something and you go hire the right coach or you just do what he's done basically for the entire time that he's been the owner of the Chargers. And it hasn't been this bad all the time, but they were they got an incredible amount of talent. They got a lot of guys. There were actually expectations. I mean, it's kind of ironic that the Rams had no expectations. Here they are fighting for a playoff spot. The Chargers had expectations and are almost mathematically eliminated. They're, I mean, they're gone. They're not going to go anywhere. We'll spend some time talking about what the Chargers do from here and how the Raiders broke almost every record that they've ever had offensively. Do all that coming up next. Stay right here. This is the Travis and Sliwa Show, AK in the house, 710 ESPN. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more More than than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C. Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. In partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, 
Who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. All right, Trav out today, back on Monday. Andy Kamenitsi in the in the house. Um, Lakers, by the way, got a game a little bit later today. Second game against the San Antonio Spurs. We got a lot to get into. A lot of Dodger stuff going on as well. Obviously, Otani had his, had his presser yesterday. Uh, but the big news this morning is the Chargers. We, we are saying this of what do the Chargers do next? It's it's funny, AK. I, I think about the competition in LA just to get attention in Los Angeles. Like forget every this market. I don't know if there's ever been a time where there's this much going on. You know what? It just dawned on me yeah. when you're talking about you know obviously everything with the Lakers. The Clippers are all of a sudden playing much better sure. after the very and, and they have good players. Right, and they're about to move into their own stadium, and Bomber right. has more money than any other owner. But just I'm just saying that in terms of what's happening mm-hmm. right now, the Lakers coming off the IST uh, championship, playing very well at the moment. The Clippers starting to look like they could be a formidable team. The yep. hanging a banner, the, the, hanging a banner. As by the way, I told you all day. they would. I told you you're all right, they were right. hanging a banner. Yeah. Like this was obvious. Well, and and your main point was it legitimizes it yes. for the NBA. Yes. Mm-hmm. Like the, the the NBA in a lot of ways got very lucky that the Lakers won this thing because they're one of the few organizations where if you hang that banner, it doesn't become the joke that writes itself for people who want to detract from it. Because even though like it makes it okay for everybody else. Right. I mean, look, yeah. I, I get it. Like I am I don't agree with it, but it well, is what I, it is. I agree with it from a branding and if you're going to do this thing, mm-hmm. you need to treat it like it's a thing that matters. Like you can't look at it purely through the Lakers exceptionalism prism. This is a league thing. The Lakers are part of a league. If the, if if they're not going to hang that banner, they should just not participate in the tournament. You know what I mean? Like if you're going to be part of a league, you're going to be part of a league. And it is a championship tournament. Like if the league, if the league pressured them to hang up like an IST runner-up banner, like sure, that sure. would be a bridge too far. Mm-hmm. But anyway, like you've got this stuff with Lakers, the Clippers, Rams fighting for a playoff spot. Rams legitimately in a spot where they they played Dodger, in January. Dodgers yep. signing Otani. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a there's like a two hour line to get in as a media member just to get go to this press conference. Yep, it's actually the perfect time to fire Brandon Staley. Because there's a lot of noise to compete with right now. Yeah, you can hopefully just quietly fire the coach. And you have ten days to prepare for the next game, and yes. you also already have kind of like a you know go to probably interim and Kellen Moore. So but, you know we were we were talking before like the the why now like the straw that broke the camel's back, and I'm sure to some degree it has to do with a team putting up points. 63 points. That probably has a little bit. But this is actually the perfect time for them to fire Staley because mm-hmm. there's so much other noise. They can get swallowed up a little bit by okay, it. Okay, so speaking of last night, so the Raiders scored a franchise record 63 points. Mm-hmm. This was four days after being shut out 3 to nothing to the Vikings. <laughs> <laughs> that's a that's such it's a good, hockey score. That's it's such ridiculous. a good, genuine laugh because it is funny, right? Like, and shout out to Kirk Morrison is saying, "Well, Raiders are averaging technically around thirty-one and a half in their last two games. <laughs> um, it's the second most points in NFL history by a team that was shut out in the previous game. I mean, you just keep going. At Sixty-three points were the third most scored in the Super Bowl era. Um, Raiders saw eight different players score a touchdown on Thursday, which tied for the second most touchdown scores in a game in NFL history, most since 1950. I mean, there's 
whether it was, hey, this is the perfect timing or not, they also literally had no choice but to wake up this morning and say, hey, Staley's out, right? Let's let's move past this because it's the story this morning and it won't be much of a story by the time we get to the weekend. It is what it is. They'll move on. The question I think that it comes down to if you're the Chargers and if you want the attention like we're talking about, you're fighting so hard to just try to get – you're already in a market that has so many other things going on. You're already in a market where there's a huge contingent of Raider fans. There's a Rams fan base that's only growing and has a product that you can respect. USC football is essentially like another NFL team in this town. Another NFL team that's about to start playing Michigan and Ohio State and Penn State, everything that kind of comes along with that. You got all these other factors playing against you. So the only way you can really compete is start making smarter business moves when it comes to your football product. Travis and I were talking a little bit about this yesterday. They're at an interesting point because... If they make the wrong move from this point moving forward, now you're talking about a Justin Herbert that could be 28-29 by the time this next coach is gone. Just say somebody's coaching for three, four years or whatever it is. It won't take that long. Yeah, you're right. Maybe it won't take that long. <laughs> He'll be out well before then. Based upon how they have been yeah. doing things. Um, they had a team this year where, look, they had talent. Talent wasn't the issue. Expectations wasn't the issue. I don't know what they do from here, but I believe the simple thing to do is you do got to go make a splash, and you do have to go out there and try to bring in a coach that you genuinely believe is going to improve your product. And I know the name keeps coming up, and he's coaching somewhere else right now, so there's no point of really putting too much effort into it. But I have no confidence that Dean Spanos will do the right thing for the Los Angeles Chargers because he doesn't have a history of doing the right thing. Well, I, here's something I think is really important in terms of because you mentioned you need to make a big splash with this next coach, and the splash needs to be hiring the right guy. What they can't do is try to win the press conference. If you try to make a splashy hire where you win the press conference, mm -hmm. you may very well be setting yourself up for failure. Like, you know, there are plenty of examples of teams, you know. We have a lot of Raider fans listening right now. I'm sure most of them are can remember when the Raiders quote unquote won the press conference. Yeah, by hey, what's up, Hong? Um, when they brought in blanking on his name right now, uh, Gruden. When they brought in John Gruden, that was a classic win the press conference move. Yep. And you know what? It was a disaster. Can I ask you a question? Would Sean Payton have been the right? Not only a we won the headlines, but it's also the right coach. It's looking that I mean, I'll say yeah, this. Yeah, look at Denver. He's doing way more but with that, Denver but, than I but thought. That, that's my point too. My point is is that I'm not saying go win one day. I'm saying you could accomplish both. And, sure. And as much as as I, I think there is the one thing that the Chargers do have in their favor. You are in L.A., mm -hmm. and there is an allure because you are in L.A. You yeah. are playing at SoFi. Granted, it's not your stadium. Okay, You're going to have primetime games. You're, You're going to have people come. Yeah. There's going to be a tension that goes towards your franchise, but then you also need an owner that says, all I want to do is win, that that's my most important priority. And I, I, don't, I have a difficult time thinking that that is his top priority. Well, I mean, with Spanos... Obviously, there's been a lot of questions about his willingness to spend to win, like that Sean sort Payne's of thing, like here. that commitment. Sure, mm -hmm. but but there's also the question of do, 
do you have a front office and an ownership that literally understands the best way to go about winning, even if they were committed? You know what I mean? Like the the greatest commitment in the world doesn't mean anything. It's going to be successful. If you don't actually know how to identify the right people and how to identify talent, how to foster that sort of culture, Mm -hmm. like it doesn't, like we've seen before owners in the past, you know, the Raiders just mentioned them with Gruden. You, it was a terrible move that at the time I was like, what are you guys doing? But you clearly could not accuse them of an unwillingness to spend. Like, you know, they, they put out a massive hundred million dollar contract for Gruden and it blew up disastrously. So it's, there's a commitment issue with the Spanos family and ownership, but there's also that question of just, do they know what the hell they're doing? Does, does anybody in that building really know how to build a winning product? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And by the way, that also goes to, you don't have to be, they don't need to know how to do that, but they could put somebody who knows how to do that in there and get. I mean, the hell look, out of the way. we're not that far removed with the Rams, with people questioning Kroenke's commitment or how you know, not even necessarily the Rams, but his commitment to ownership in general. You know, mm-hmm. like the way he torched his way out of St. Louis, and you know, the Nuggets for a long time hadn't been, I believe, like a tax-paying team, and you know, they they'd been a good but not great franchise. Sure. sure. Fast forward a few years. Stan Kroenke is like the most successful owner in sports over the last couple of years. How much of that is commitment on his part versus being able to identify really good people and then staying out of their way because he doesn't want to be involved? This stuff shifts but that, really but that quickly. Is the, the Kroenke thing is that usually is any really good leader, CEO, I got to hire the best people yeah. to run that job. Yeah, and and yes, I'm going to ultimately make the final decision or whatever. But I also stay out of the way because I know that's why I hired that person. He's supposed to be an expert at that field. So we'll see what the Chargers end up doing. But for those who are just tuning in right now, the worst kept secret: Brandon Staley, Tom Telesco, both uh, fired from the uh, Los Angeles Chargers. Okay, Lakers got um, second game coming up here against uh, Wembenyama tonight. So taking on the San Antonio Spurs. Are people too harsh on Anthony Davis, or is the criticism that comes his way, um, is it fair? I think when things are going bad, the noise is very loud. When things are going good, things are pretty quiet. We'll talk about AD coming up next. Stay right here. Travis and Sleeve Show, AK in the House, 710 ESPN. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a one dollar per month trial period at Shopify.com/network. All lowercase. Go to Shopify.com/network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify.com/network. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. 
Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. Sing it, AK. It's your song. Slow motion for me. Slow motion. <laughs> I have no idea what this is. Not a clue. That was awesome. I like it like, no, come on, man. Not a clue. <laughs> no idea what this is. Um, juvenile, slow motion. Juvenile. Okay, so we were yeah. talking. We were talking about that juvenile. Same juvenile. Yeah. Same juvenile. juvenile. Do you ever watch any of the Tiny Desk? Tiny Desk, right? That's what it's called yeah, on NPR. I've seen it before. I don't okay. watch it regularly. So Emma was talking about it yesterday. Juvenile was on. Oh, really? And she's actually said back it was... in April. I was just on a deep dive on uh, Tiny Desks, and he has, I think, the by far the best. But tiny you said, desk. yeah, it was. It was great. It was so. Jorge just walked in here, and this is kind of what happens to all of us. There's plenty of times where you get into a – start watching something on YouTube or you start watching some TikTok, Instagram, whatever it is, and the next thing you know, um, nine hours have gone by <laughs> and your girl has left you. Okay? <laughs> so you said that you woke up in the middle of the night. I woke up in the middle of the night, you know, go okay. to the restroom, whatever, and then I yep. come back. Well, I didn't go back. I went and got a glass of water, and then I'm like, you know what? I can't go back to bed for whatever reason. I'm, wa- I'm going to get on my phone. Yeah. So, yeah, I get on my phone, I sit on the couch, and I'm just, you know, scrolling through stuff, stuff, stuff. And then I come across this, uh, these guys who make it, made an octagon. Mm-hmm. And UFC style, they start swinging um, bottles from one end, you know, from different ends to see what bottle, liquor bottle, is so the strongest. So these liquor oh, bottles. Yeah. So they have on, like, on basically on like a string. A string. Yep. Yep. And then they swing them, and then when they clash with each other, you know, they crash. You see which one survives the impact. And mm-hmm. then they make a championship bracket out of it, and then it's like Jack Daniels versus genius. Jameson. Probably got freaking hundreds of thousands Dog. of views. Honestly, I've seen people do it with, like, two toilets also That's swinging. It's, it's honestly just a physics problem. <laughs> yeah, but, like, these two toilets, they bang, bang together and see which one gets destroyed first. It's, I'm seeing, uh, I'm seeing, yeah. it's like it's fascinating, a, le- man, it's a legitimate bracket, too. Like, Captain Morgan <laughs> is on one side. Tito's vodka Jameson is on the other. The Jameson's other. on yeah. the other. Okay, so um, you asked us which bottle that we thought- Yeah, do you guys think it's the strongest out of the bracket? Got there? to the finals. Okay, uh, preface this by saying I have not watched it, so therefore I don't know if they used this bottle to begin with. Mm-hmm. My guess is going to be absolute, the vodka, because it's stubbier than skinny, which I think gives it some reinforcement. And as somebody who used to bartend- Drop and have to, of these. <laughs> it's a thick bottle. Like, it's very thick glass. So I'm going absolute. Nah, absolute, not one of those. Okay. Did they use it? I'd be surprised. I don't think I so. I don't think they used it I don't in think there. They I one. thought, I was telling him immediately, I was like, oh, probably Patron because it's a smaller Square. bottle. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, this thing's, but I don't think they, they used it They didn't use it either. Um, who ended up winning? Jameson. The green Jameson bottle. Ended Jameson ended up winning. Ended up winning the thing. All right. It's interesting, man. It's just, I don't know. I just got caught in but this. But here's, here's what's funny. And the, I wanted to find it, more. It's not even that, like, this is freaking today. You could so easily get caught up in something where if anybody looks at your phone, they're going to say, what the hell are you watching? And my response would be, I don't know. Yeah, there's okay. I don't know what I'm watching. There is a very stupid TikTok thing that always just scratches my brain in the right way. And I watch all these videos. So it's this uh, 
I think it's an Italian person in the courtyard of their of their apartment. Okay. And they just roll down all different kinds of jars and see how they break. And so it'll be like, oh, one jar survives I've the entire fall. Or like one jar survives only one fall. And I can't imagine being in yeah. this apartment complex and having just broken glass <laughs> all the time. And it's also like, sometimes it's olives. Sometimes it's, M. I don't know, pickles. M. It sounds stupid. Please send it to me. It's so good. <laughs> I will watch it. I will it's, watch and, it for an hour, two hours. And it's funny too because on TikTok there's this thing where you can do like a side by side, so yeah. you can have someone like talking about the video that's happening. So people will like commentate and these that's videos. Exactly, that's the it's video great. he sent. It's have you guys? Thing. It's have like you guys seen them like broadcasters? Have you guys seen the Marvel race? It's like a yeah, bunch I of marvels that yeah. they make a track, dude. That, that's stressful. That is that stressful. one. I'm like watching it. You root for the red one, and then the blue one takes Which over. Whichever one's going, one gets <laughs> one gets uh, stopped at, yep. at a certain point of the track. That's right. Um, are you a? I think you are. You're a Curb fan, right? Um, I like Curb. Okay. I think though the plots get really repetitive. Okay. Like after a while, I'm like I feel like I've seen one Curb. I've seen <laughs> literally every single. Larry episode. gets into a situation. Right. Larry he says to, the he, wrong yeah. thing. He acts unusually selfish. People get mad. Right. It can be funny, but I I just I can understand why this is the last season. I feel like they've run out of things. It's kind to of do. a better like week by week viewing than a binge because again in the binge you get the repetitive a lot of the nature. same stuff. Would you have my back in this one? I'm trying to sell Jorge like it's a timeshare, and I just want him to come. Just come to the meeting. I told him on YouTube. This is a perfect example. He got caught up in this for an hour, and he sent it to me, right? I'll watch it. I told him, type in on YouTube, best of Leon. Is it fair to say a best of Leon compilation of like 10 minutes he would find very, very entertaining? I think you would. I, I Leon's a pretty funny character. Um, he's he's all over the place. Yes, he is. Yeah, he he's. Although I, it is possible that five minutes into the ten minutes of Leon, that Jorge could feel like I've gotten the point. That that's okay too. <laughs> I'm okay with that. I just want him to see Leon the character. Leon is a funny character. He's character. absolutely right, we'll a funny see. character. Yeah. I don't think Jorge just said, it. "Who cares?" No, he's not. Oh, he's not going to do it. I can <laughs> promise you, he's not going to do that's it. That's not going to happen. All right, Lakers got the Spurs uh, a little bit later tonight. Uh, I didn't get a chance to to do this with you, but I was kind of going out of my out of my way yesterday with Trav. I'm sitting there, I'm like, bro, what the hell is this Wembenyama? Like, what what is this guy? What is, and I, listen, I'm not telling you it's perfect basketball. The guy's 19 years old, still clearly does not understand his own body. Like, still trying to figure out. It's almost like those. Uh, it's almost like he's like looking at his hands. Like, oh, I didn't know I could do this, or it's like looking at the way his. Just his entire body, he's such a, a, a freak, and I say that in a positive way. I'm not. I'm, it's almost like this movie that I watched last night, which is about Emma Stone stars, and it's called Poor Things. This woman just rediscovers how to use her body. So it's just like Bella Baxter. Okay, it's, it's a little bit like that, but he also, at 19 years old, hit four or five threes against the Lakers, had six block shots and three steals. Um, does he have some turnovers? He did. He had five or six turnovers. Does he make mistakes? He absolutely does. Did he almost help the Spurs come back and win and was incredible in the fourth quarter? He was. What's your what's your take? All the hype behind Wemby, and then here's where we are a couple months into the season. It's funny. If you watch enough Laker broadcasts, the the Spectrum, uh, Spectrum yeah. Sportsnet yeah. broadcasts, mm-hmm. or you've just been watching the Lakers forever, you know that one of Stu Lance's things – 
is that players that he really finds special, he will refer to as that young man. Like Kobe used to get that young man like two or three times a game for like 20 years. Mm -hmm. LeBron's gotten that young man. Anthony Davis has gotten that young man. Weminyama got the that young man treatment during the game. Like you could see Stu was like, all right, I'm What's seeing going this on guy here. <laughs> I'm seeing this guy up close for the first time. I can see there's something special. I also Stu pointed this out early too, and then you saw it over the course of four quarters. In the beginning of the game, AD was abusing Weminyama. Yeah. Like in Weminyama was biting on up fakes. He was getting turned around on drives. Like getting pushed around too. You could just see he wasn't familiar with AD, which makes sense. He's never played him before. And he's still learning the speed and the intricacies of NBA basketball. And, and, a, and a specific individual skill set. Yeah. It's a top 10 player in the league here. Over the course, though, of four quarters, he grew more comfortable with the matchup and his processing speed in terms of just figuring out information. How do, how do I keep up with this matchup? It was really impressive. And I think the fourth quarter... I mean, when Minyama was playing out of his mind, like, you know, he hit back-to-back threes. I think he will reach a point one day where he's a really good three-point shooter. He's not there yet. Mm-hmm. Like, he isn't. He's like a sub-30%. Yeah, yeah. Sub but he was so in his bag in that fourth quarter. I think there was an element of, like, whoa from the Lakers. Like, it actually took them by surprise. Like, oh, my Lord. He's doing all of this right now at once. He finished with... 30 points, I think six blocks, four steals. Like, he he was insane. Mm -hmm. He's also uniquely coordinated. Like, he puts the ball in the basket in these weird angles where it looks like he's double-jointed in both arms. Like, it's it's, it would be hard to be that coordinated when you're also that gangly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I I, kind of took away, and we can watch highlights of a player. Um, I got a chance. I watched him when he he went up against uh, Chet when it was uh, OKC, just because I want to see those two yeah. against Chad Holmgren. But this was the first time that I'm really, really paying attention to watching him because it's a Lakers game. And I think that adds a little bit to, you know, adds a little bit to the allure. I, I, I will say this, and, and I think the Anthony Davis piece of it, like you were saying, AD was dominating early on. AD in his last three games, he's got a 41, a 37, and a 37. Okay, And this is not like, well, he's doing one thing, now he's just focused on offense. He's not playing any defense. No, the defense is still there. He's still grabbing the rebounds and doing everything else. Do you know he's only missed one game this year? He's played 24 or 25 games. And I, at least I try to. I, I did this. We, we do Lakers Talk Daily on YouTube every morning. And one of my videos today that if, we haven't got, if it hasn't gone out yet, it's going to go out here just shortly, was for all the chatter and the noise that comes with Anthony Davis – when things aren't going right. And he, by the way, he has plenty of games like this where what AD only took nine shots, you know, only took 10 shots. It's it, nobody's even upset at him about like, you want him to take 20 shots and go four for 20 and just have a bad game. You want him to get to the free throw line 10 times and say, how did AD only hit five free throws? But sometimes he has those games at 11 o'clock. Let's do this. Cause I know we got ask AK coming up next. Um, is it fair? Are we giving him enough praise this year? He's available. That's always the biggest question. He's been available. Go look at his stats and his numbers. They're there. 
Go look at him over the stretch of these last couple of weeks. It's actually as as impressive. Go look at the best defensive players in the NBA and tell me who's better than him. Maybe just Rudy Gobert, but it's going to be a very, very short list. Uh, are we giving him enough credit? Let's do that when we come back. Uh, stay right here. This is the Travis and Sliwa Show, AK in the House, 710 ESPN. Okay, so I, I've had a few months now to talk about Sierra Subaru of Monrovia. It's actually one of the best partnerships that I've been associated with because it's not just about selling cars. It's not just about talking about Subaru and the great product and the line that they have. It's a bigger picture. And the bigger picture is helping out within the local community. Sierra Subaru Monrovia is a part of the Subaru Share the Love, which is happening right now through January 2nd. After this 16th year of sharing the love, Subaru will have donated over $285 million to charity. Visit my good friends over at Sierra Subaru Monrovia as they are proudly supporting Foothill Unity Center and the Pablo Foundation during the Subaru Share the Love event. Go to the website, get some more information, find ways to get involved. I was a part of their toy drive in November. Every single month, I try to be very active with them as well because it goes to a good cause. Go to sierrasubaru.com for more information or visit them just off the 210 and 605 freeway. That's sierrasubaru.com. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. All right, uh, AK in the house filling in for uh, Travis Rogers. T-Raj has the day off today. We're going to do a little bit different. Usually we do an Ask Slee on Fridays. This will be more of a combo, but kind of more of an Ask AK. Um, let's start with John in Huntington Beach of Fullerton. You're hosting a get-together at your place, and a friend brings something you don't normally drink. There's some leftover. So whatever it is, it could be a, a bottle, a, a cans, a beer, whatever it is. Is it rude to have them take the rest of it home at the end of the night? Yes, it is 100% rude mm. for them to take it home. Do the right thing. Let them think you enjoyed it. And then once they're gone, do with it what you will. Either give it to somebody else, dump it bite the bullet and drink it even though you hate it okay. whatever but don't don't make the person feel bad about actually trying to do something nice for you even though clearly they're not a good friend cuz they don't know you well enough to know what you like okay let let me let me throw this at what's the what's the liquor that you just don't drink gin you don't drink gin don't bring me gin you hate gin i come to your house i don't know that you don't like gin right I bring gin and I go, okay, hey, looking forward, we have a good time. I'm pouring myself some gin. AK, you want some? I hate gin, Al. So just keep that in mind for next time. 
if I know you hate gin, I can't ask at the end of the night, AK, since you hate gin, next time I come, I'm going to bring you something you like, but do you want me to take the gin home? Well, if somebody asks me, do you want to take it home? I wouldn't ask it. Well, but, no, if someone if asked, saying, I would say, yeah, sure. You know what, man? Nobody, nobody else really drank it. I'm not a big gin drinker. My wife isn't. Thing. And right. you like gin, then drink it. Right. I would just say, look, I, I don't drink a ton of gin. You will probably get more use from it. Yeah. You know, nobody else in the house drinks it. Like, at that point, you're not making. Because this is gin. <laughs> at that point, you're not making it awkward for the other person. Sure. So, and especially too, if they want to take it back, then hell yeah, get it out of my house. I was going to say, well, my follow up question too is so if it's something you do like and they ask, oh, hey, would you mind if I like took this home or they just took it without asking? Is that rude? So, like, they That's bring definitely rude. a yeah. bottle of vodka that was really nice. You really like it. Have a good time. And then as they're leaving, they take the vodka with them. Is that is that rude? But, like, good, but like, pop off. Yeah. <laughs> like, the good. <laughs> is it unopened at that point? It would have been used a little bit. It would made some drinks with it, cocktails with it, but then they decided to take the rest of it home. That feels a little bit rude. Yeah, you yeah, can't take it. it. Yeah, I agree. It feels it. at that point like that person felt obligated to bring something but didn't really want to <laughs> yeah and now they see the, now they see they're out that's like right. bringing a dessert and one slice is already taken out oh yeah, yeah I, I had to have a slice <laughs> at home but i brought this <laughs> i mean again if 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 i say to the person yeah you know you can take it back it's it's all good you know i'm i might try to find a way again to just get it out of my house yeah but yeah it's I'm with you. If no, you see the person eyeing it the whole time, like maybe trying to push it to the side, <laughs> get it into their get into their bag. Yeah. Whenever you bring something, you just assume you're not taking it home with you. No, I guess absolutely. that's the best way to go about it. Absolutely. So this one's for Aaron Palmer. He says, Will President Bobo lift the Foreign Assistance Act of nineteen sixty one in order to impro- improve relations with Cuba and stabilize the supply of bananas and plantains? Hmm. I mean, I, I have to imagine that President Bobo is a fan of bananas and plantains because who isn't <laughs> other than Travis? Yeah, Travis hates both. I, yeah, It's actually good Travis isn't in right now because Travis has kind of glommed himself onto this project right. as a producer. Travis would be against this as a form of foreign policy. Hmm. I would like to think that, that President Bobo would like to, you know, under the right conditions, and I don't want to go too far down a political, geopolitical rabbit hole here. But <laughs> no, It's fine. But, <laughs> but in a world in which a chimpanzee is president. Listen, right. I've said this before. Republican or Democrat, call. <laughs> which side are you on? <laughs> I'd like to think that he would look to create good relationships around the world because ultimately that is what is best for the world. Right, and Why just in case, Trump, you, <laughs> in case you didn't realize, this is about uh, the commander and chimp that uh, AK and Trav have been putting out there for a while. Yes, or you got one there? Yeah, for, I got uh, one from Biggie because the other one is uh, old. It's an old one. So okay. Biggie asks Tamales, uh, "Do you uh, what, what is your favorite tamal?" He says, "You like the uh, pork tamales, chicken tamales, or the ones with the peppers, the rajas?" Pork, pork for okay. sure. Pork, what do you put I, on your tamales? Um. Maybe a little bit of a uh, little bit of green salsa. Mm-hmm. Other than that, I don't like to smother them. Like I want to get the taste of the taste inner- too much. That's a good point. I want to get the taste yeah. of the innards. I want to get a taste, of, particularly if it's really, if it's really good, like masa making that tamale. Like I want to taste that as well. I don't want to drown it. And I, I usually think like green salsa complements well, as opposed to like creating a I brand agree. new flavor. 
Yeah, green sauce so. is a, a perfect touch there. Yep. And pork has just the most complexity as a taste. Like there's mo- the there's, there's most going on the in those ones, options. You, have, you try the cheese ones, those are great. The chicken ones are great. My mom makes some mole ones. Oh, amazing. I'm ready for those. If those come in, we'll, we'll all be ready. Okay. Does she make them from scratch? Yes, she does. It's a lot mm-hmm. of work. It is. But that is man. a lot of work. But, man, they're delicious. But she probably lo- – I, I know for same thing. And, like, my mom <clears throat> will make Middle Eastern dishes, and it's not – I don't know how it is for your mom, but it's, like, it's not a chore for them. They want to make it. They want to see the joy of everybody else eating it. That's and they make a lot, so you take some home. That's that's why they make a lot, so that you can take some uh, of that stuff home. Uh, follow-up question for you, Jorge. So are tamales a holiday staple because of tradition, or is it because they're in season? Why are tamales... I mean, they're eaten all year, but why yeah. are they specifically this time of year? Because of tradition, you know, tradition, and then also, like, why would you want to eat them in the summer? You feel me? Like, it's too hot <laughs> yeah. to make yeah, it anyway. Like, you. you're going to steam your whole house anyway, yeah. so might as well do it right now that it's kind of cold. It's really it's funny. My I've clam chowder in July. <laughs> you do. Like, you're like, why wouldn't anybody have tamales in July? My, my they're, uh, they're discounted. My wife is Mexican-American, and, like, early on in, I don't remember if we were still dating or marriage or whatever, but... Her mom brought in a bunch of tamales from like Texas. Like like these are like old school, like real deal tamales, which means they are terrible for you. Like tamales done the right traditional way. They are not healthy at nope. all. Mm-hmm. And if they were for Christmas, after Christmas though, pretty much everyone else had stopped eating them. And for whatever reason, we had not frozen them. And I felt bad about them possibly getting wasted. So I was eating like three or four tamales a day. A day. Yep. And one day my wife saw me. She's like, what are you doing? And I'm like, I'm just trying to finish out these tamales. She's like, oh, my, you can't eat those every single day. Like, that will kill you. You cannot eat three or four tamales every you single day. You should have turned it back around to her and said, well, your mother. <laughs> your mother's trying to kill she me. She made this many She doesn't like me, does she? Okay, um, I'm going I'm to squeeze one more quick one here. Um, the sports downloaded is uh, who's coming from. It's your favorite color, favorite band, and favorite movie? Purple, The Police, Goodfellas. Damn, good work right there. Uh, all right, that's AK right there. If you got any more, um, ask AKs. Feel free to sprinkle them in. One quick note here, and this is kind of a follow-up what's happened here over the last hour with the Chargers. The Chargers are naming outside linebackers coach Giff Smith as their interim head coach to replace Brandon Staley. Wait, what's his name? Giff Smith, G I F F. Giff? Giff. Giff. Giff? Giff? I don't know. And JoJo Wooden as their interim GM, per sources. So that's what the Chargers are going to do for the remainder of the year. I love, <laughs> I love this era of Chargers football. Coach Giff, GM JoJo, Damn I am right. all in on this. This is the greatest era of Chargers football. You can actually buy their jerseys right now at Chargers.com. I might. I actually might. Um, Okay, I want to finish a conversation that we were having um, just a little bit ago on Anthony Davis. Are we giving him enough credit? Plus, the Dodgers, Tyler Glass now is now a Los Angeles Dodger, finalizing a five-year, $135 million contract. The Dodgers clearly going all in. Is this a little bit odd for the Dodgers to be spending like they are? And what I'm talking about is at the age, they've been so, so good with just cropping their own players. We'll get into that coming up next as well. Uh, Travis and Sleeper Show, 710 ESPN.